Welcome to Confessions of a Melanated Queen, a podcast designed to celebrate achievements within black culture. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Meeks. Welcome back to Confessions of a Melanated Queen. Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I've been sitting here for about a good hour before I turn on this mic. I'm having a good time with our next guest. Dr. Sonia Kennedy, welcome to Confessions of a Melanated Queen. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, Dr. Sonia is the founder of Empowering Wellness 360. She is the author of Supernaturally Made, Reclaiming Your Eve. Let me tell you guys, I have this book. And when I tell you this book is giving me life, I, I, I'm i not going to say too much because for one, you need to go buy it. Two, Dr. Sonia can share a little bit more about um, her vision. But I want to bring her on because there are so many women empowerment books out there. But let me tell you, when you find something that's unique and real and honest, you have to hold on to it. And so I... I would have been remiss if I didn't bring her on this show to share her nuggets with you guys. And also, to we're going to talk about a few of the things that she's been working on, um, her experience, um, some of her, her background work, and also her projects in the future. So I'm not going to say anything else. Dr. Sonia, <laughs> can you tell the people what you do, who you are, and what you want us to know about you? Oh, gosh. Let's see. So hi, everybody. Uh, and first, let me say, Dr. Lauren, thank you so much yes. for extending the invite for me to be on your podcast. I instantly said, Yes, one, because, um, and we're not doing shameless plugs here. I love Dr. Lauren's book, Confessions of a Melanated Queen. Listen, I was like, yes. When I read the book, I was like, mm-hmm, finally got time to sit down and let me just delve deep into your book. And so I want to say it's an honor, you Thank know, you. to be on your podcast and mm-hmm. to be in such greatness. And, and yeah, guys, we've been talking for uh, uh, over an hour, but just, man, it, it's, it's the energy in the room is so phenomenal. So, yeah, um, so Dr. Lauren asked me to say who I was and a little bit about myself. So I want to try to frame this in a, in a good way because okay. I, <laughs> I, I almost like to think of myself as a renaissance woman in a way. Uh, but I'm a clinical therapist by trade um, mm-hmm. and also a business coach. Mm-hmm. And what I like to think about in terms of how um, I would classify myself, I call myself the power pusher because mm-hmm. I believe in you know the power and the energy that we all have within ourselves to move life forward or to move our business forward. And so I wasn't always uh, what you would call a business coach, but I call myself the business therapist now, right? Because I I recognize that, you know, in in all of the the journeys that I've had, you know, both personal and professional, that there were these pieces um, where I had to figure out, and and the therapy background helped me to do that, but it also helped me to figure out business. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of uh, how I work with my clients. So when people want to know what a life coach is, right, Mm -hmm. they think it's just about therapy, but it really isn't. You know, it's really about the person. Mm -hmm. It's about their, you know, personal development or their professional development because um, I always say how you show up in your personal life is how you show up in your business as well. Right. And, and, and that whether you're grounded or whether there's some things that are keeping you distracted or you're getting unclear, it's going to show up like that in your mm-hmm. business as well. And so uh, one of the things that I do in my work, uh, especially with women entrepreneurs, is to help them, you know, create that vision and get it out of their head. Mm-hmm. Right. I like to think that I work with visionaries and social change makers mm-hmm. who want to have an impact, right? Because we get into this because we want to, you know, help shape the yeah. world. And, you know, yeah. we go into these service professions mm-hmm. and, and industries where we are working to have an impact. But then 
financially, mm -hmm. we don't feel solid mm -hmm. about right. you know what we're earning, how we're providing, how we're taking care of ourselves. And so um, as people were coming in as, as a therapist and they were coming in and sharing this, as women were sharing you know mm -hmm. that they were feeling depleted in their current positions and they wanted to launch their own businesses, I found myself giving them this advice, you know, this right. business advice. And I'm a serial entrepreneur mm -hmm. from a different vein. I never saw myself, you know, in private practice. Mm -hmm. I never saw myself as a life coach. I never saw myself as a business therapist or a business coach. That was not something I went to school for. It wasn't a title. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, right. something, it wasn't a discipline that you go and say, oh, I like that, you exactly. know, let me exactly. sign up for that. Um, but I found myself because I had owned a boutique at one time um, and I'm also a real estate investor, so I was able to use, you know, some of those pieces, you know, in business and, and looking at some of the things that I wish I had did or hadn't done and, and direct some of my clients to kind of go out and live their best life, you know, while they were trying to figure out some other stuff. Mm -hmm. And so one day my client just said, you know what, you should call yourself a business coach. And I'm like, but I don't. I didn't go to school for business. Right. You know, right. and so we are in the mindset, especially people who come from a service industry, a service related industry, we figure we didn't go to school for business and then we need to stay out of that lane. Exactly. So I'm here to tell people no, we don't stay out of that lane. We actually delve into it. We do it every day. We do the business of other people's business Absolutely. when we're creating programs, when we're delivering services, when we're out in the community, when we're out working with people, when we're building up other organizations. We are actually entrepreneurs. Exactly. And that's what I love about you so much because that everything you, you've said resonated with me when I first mm -hmm. met you, when I first read the book, because I have about 13 years of social services, whether it's the first 10 years of my career working in higher education, mm -hmm. the last few years working in youth development, community-based work. And you are, you're conditioned to believe that you are a servant, yes. you serve, you provide, yes. and you're going to be broke doing it, and you need to accept that yeah. as your calling. They tell <laughs> you, know? you that in school. They do. It's not a lot of money in, exactly. in, in the nonprofit industry, or it's not a lot of money in uh, human mm -hmm. services. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm here to actually debunk that myth, and so I thank you for this platform, and, I, and I'm glad that, you know, I'm in solidarity with mm -hmm. someone who understands that, you know, when you're in mm -hmm. that service industry, industry or that service related industry that you don't have to have that experience mm -hmm. where you're burnt out you're ready to yes. quit you're ready to lead an industry you're, you're going back to school again for something Absolutely. else you know because you know social work or, or mental health didn't work out right you know right. so I'm hoping that you know I can be that poster child to you know other clinicians mm -hmm. to other mental health providers mm -hmm. you know to other wellness people to programmers to higher ed even you know where we mm -hmm. still work in in schools and we're not delivering our greatness you know we're helping other people go and make mm -hmm. you know six figures right while we still you know right. sitting there trying to figure out when the next raise coming or if the Absolutely. state gonna give us a raise exactly. <laughs> you know so um mm -hmm. you know my, my goal is to help mm -hmm. you know um entrepreneurs as a whole mm -hmm. see that they can earn money mm -hmm. and still have a social impact Absolutely. and that is why I work with visionaries the most so I have a question for you as a mm -hmm. licensed clinical therapist I'm pretty sure you wear many hats um, you are in a position to work with women on the business side but also I'm pretty sure when that burnout sets in yeah. and you you're there to serve in that capacity you work with youth tell us about your role as a therapist and and, and what what age range and what particular group are you only working with young ladies or young men what does that look like for you okay um, and, and, I, and I'm so grateful that 
I'm in a unique position to choose, Absolutely. right? Because when yes. you're working for someone else or working in an agency environment, you don't always get a chance to choose your folk. Mm-hmm. You don't get a chance to choose your clients. Mm-hmm. You don't get a chance to choose the young people you it's work true. with. And y'all just figure out how to work with each other, <laughs> right? right? And make the program work. And so um, my, I started out in youth development. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to work for the city, started out in youth development. And, mm-hmm. and I love empowering youth. I just, I just love young people. I love to see their energy. I love to see their creation. And I need a millennial on my team, too. So if any of your podcast listeners are millennials, I need y'all on my team. I need y'all in my life because it's stuff I don't know, right? Yes. And, and, and then they just have the zest and the zeal to go out there and make it work. So I started out in youth development, um, doing programming, right, creating programs. Some of the programs that are still with the city to this day, um, um, I had a hand on it um, or it came out of my development. Some of the programs that you see at some of the mental health hospital we won't name mm-hmm. right uh came out of the work that i did when i worked for the city and when i worked for the state so uh, you know that was my population mental health and, and, and young people um but i i left for one of the reasons because i felt like policy and protocol uh situated me in such a way that i couldn't have the larger impact that i wanted to and so i'm just going to say fast forward now that i'm in private practice uh, I get a chance to choose the young people I want to work with, but I get a chance also to shape, you know, how I deliver that. Mm-hmm. And so I do go into schools now because I'm also a certified yoga instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, I go into schools and primarily the young people that I work with, uh, they have some behavioral health issues, but I use yoga as a way to help them regulate, help them, you know, find their place, help them figure out some of those things that cause them stress mm-hmm. or that are triggering for them because schools sometimes are places of unsafe zones for, for our young people and mm-hmm. parents, you know, don't think about it that way. Administrators don't think about it that way. But our babies are going to school. They have to be armored up every day. Absolutely. And that is just, you know, increasing their level of anxiety and stress so much so that it's hard for them to figure out what to do. Right. how to do it and, and so that, that's my primary mm-hmm. population but I also work with young women um, every chance I get I go and do different uh, speaking events with young women because I want to empower them um, as we had said earlier part of my research um, as an Albert Schweitzer fellow was working with uh, girls who were DCFS wards and looking at their experiences in girlhood or lack of mm-hmm. right experiences as an African-American yeah female because what we know is on the spectrum of um, psychology and social work african-american females are not talked about in great detail in the larger literature Mm -hmm. we have people you know we have authors and we have researchers who do this work but it's still not on a grand scale for it didn't talk about us right Right. (laughs) you know his theory we're still using that theory to work with african-american girls when it may not even be applicable so it's not a universal process that we're doing so when i get a chance to go and empower these women and and share my story as a girl growing up in inglewood Mm -hmm. and let them see that things are possible Mm -hmm. you know that they can have options and opportunities Mm -hmm. just like i did growing up in Inglewood, right. you know, and I went on to become and do and make things happen. I get a rush from just being able to go and sit with these wonderful young ladies um, mm-hmm. and encourage them to do it because they got a lot of stuff going on. Too, they do, they you know. Do. So that's a part of my body of work and how I work in the community, how I give back, and part of my philanthropic mission, you know, to empower our young people, both men and women. 
Absolutely. So. Well, I'm learning so much. I want to really go back to what you were mentioning about being a yoga instructor and bringing mm-hmm. those services to the schools. About a year ago, I was working for a girls mentoring program and some of the curriculum was being taught in the in the, the Chicago public schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned something during that time that I had never considered before. They There was one particular high school where they take about 20 minutes is just shut down the whole school and let everybody take a moment be quiet breathe yoga is definitely highly you know um influenced you know in that school and so my question is do you think that there has been a shift in african-american educators parents students alike Mm -hmm. to understand importance of mental health as well as some of the other things and we always talk about diabetes and all that good stuff what we eat we don't eat but mental wellness and using um, strategies like yoga and therapy. What has been your experience with that? Can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, What I'm seeing now, you know, in my private practice, and I'm pretty sure that there are other African-American clinicians that can attest to this, I'm seeing more young women, millennials, who are coming into my office with anxiety, uh, related issues with trauma related pieces mm-hmm. undealt with trauma um, and we think about trauma as this big thing it could be some small traumas mm-hmm. that have been magnified or uh, depressive or depression related issues and so um, I think that there has been a shift in the African American community towards mental health probably not enough and so mm-hmm. yeah I'm gonna call us out okay. right you know mm-hmm. because it's still a stigma that operates if you have a therapist mm-hmm. um, something's wrong with you and, mm-hmm. and therapy is not about telling you that something's wrong with you mm-hmm. It's about helping you unpack what's happening, making sense of it so that you can journey, Mm -hmm. right, and then have the transformation for change. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what therapy is really about, is Mm -hmm. being able to have a safe space and and have that person who's Mm non-judgmental help you sort it out. We don't have answers. I tell my clients all the time, I don't know, you Mm -hmm. know, the answer you do. I'm going to help you figure it out, though. We're going to unpack what's happening together. And so I think that we're seeing a good surge of, you know, African-American people who are involving themselves in mental health. Um, I, I, I almost want to say it's the end thing right now. And so is, I hope I'm yeah. not, um, you know, downgrading mm-hmm. this important work mm-hmm. um, of, of having a clinician and being involved in mental health. But I think we're seeing more of it short with our babies, mm-hmm. which is why you see more parents, you know, becoming more involved. I think we're also seeing it now, um, you know, with our, uh, you know, population of young people who are going off to school, mm-hmm. our African-American youth who are going off to school, and the adjustment pieces are very challenging for them. And we're also seeing mm-hmm. it more in our workplace. And so I don't think we can escape that, you know, this is impacting our population. It's not an isolated race disease, okay. right? Um it's not an isolated gender space. Mm-hmm. It's not an isolated class space. You know, mm-hmm. if you're low income, you're crazy. No, absolutely right. not. You right. know, mental health impacts us all as human beings. And so it is a human being related disease. And so mm-hmm. I do see the shift. What I'm not saying and what I'm not a big fan of, and I want to call people's attention to that, is the value of having a therapist, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of us leave the industry because people don't want to take care of themselves mm-hmm. and and they won't invest in themselves right. right and so if a therapist is charging you mm-hmm. right to invest in you that's what it is it's not mm-hmm. about you giving up something right. you're actually getting a return on your investment in your personal care right. in your self-care in mm-hmm. your wellness in your health in your longevity mm-hmm. right uh in your relationships right. so I, 
I want us to change our mindset around, you know, cost. Oh, that's too expensive. I don't have insurance. Mm -hmm. We find a whole hundred ways to get that game, that Mm -hmm. TV, that flat screen. I see people go to Wisconsin Dales Mm -hmm. that need to be sitting in the office. This is true. So if you can find money to go on a Wisconsin Dales trip, or Wisconsin Dales ain't cheap, Mm -hmm. go take care of yourself. Right. Put you first. Right. And, and that's, I, I'm seeing that theme also in your book as well, because oftentimes, you know, women are almost born into this defined, this, pre, this predefined, you know, um, sense that we're here to, you know, um, have babies and we're here to serve and yeah. we're here to be, you know, but yes. I think that you bring, you bring a different approach to it. And I like how you say, for one, I know it does say value one. So I, I expect yeah, to see more <laughs> in the future of some sort, but this particular one is reclaiming your Eve. So how do you define, I mean, we, I, I know who Eve was, but, and without me giving too much of the book, what was the significance of Eve and it sure. relates to womanhood? Sure. So, uh, in my, in my book, Supernatural Man, and there is a volume two. It has not come out yet. Okay. It's a superpower playbook. Nice. <laughs> the seven ways to unleash the power within, uh-huh. right? Um, so that is volume two to mm-hmm. uh, Supernaturally Made. So for those of you that don't know, I'm a big uh, Marvel Comics fan, DC Comics. So I, I love superpowers because I think everybody has, has them. them. Yep, right? That's and right. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm your girl, right? I'm going to be talking about superpowers, superheroes, the yes. whole shebang. Um, but... I, I, I started out, you know, writing this book uh, as a, a women's empowerment book, but it was so much more because I had to think about all mm. the things that, you know, my clients were coming in with, uh, my girlfriends, you know, my sister friends, and, and, you know, just women that mm. I knew, women in my family, you mm. know, women that I respected, you know, teachers and things of nature, mm. just some of the things you would hear, you know, mm. growing up, and I'm like, you know, it's so much more than just empowerment, mm. you know, we gotta get back right. to ground zero, right. right, and ground zero is Eve, Eve was the yes. first one, yes. she was the plan A, yes. and so many of us, and I talk about the plan A mm-hmm. in my book, and throughout the book, so I'm just not gonna give y'all chapter one, exactly. but I talk about, you know, uh, being a plan A. Mm -hmm. So many of us as women have relegated ourselves to the plan B, Mm -hmm. right? We don't put ourselves first because somebody told us we were selfish if we did that or we weren't the best moms, you know, Mm -hmm. or we weren't taking care of our families Mm -hmm. or we weren't doing what they thought we should do. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of played plan B Mm -hmm. and then we look up and we got all these illnesses, you know, stuff affecting our bodies, Mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why I even went into yoga because I got really, really sick. Mm -hmm. You know, I was fighting something that nobody could really diagnose clearly and then treat Mm. and so that's what made me go into this whole other aspect of yoga natural medicine Mm. Chinese medicine you know and start treating myself and lost 50 pounds Mm. and you know just did all this phenomenal work and all of that you know, is in my book. Um, you know, not in great, great detail about the weight loss because mm-hmm. I felt like there was more mm-hmm. to cover. But in the Superpower Playbook, I do talk about it a little bit. Okay. So that, that reclaiming your Eve is, you know, getting back to who you are as a woman. Not who people say you are. Not the titles and mm-hmm. stereotypes and, and categories they want to situate us in. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm not talking about society. I'm talking about just us as mm-hmm. women. Yes, absolutely. You know, we're walking around with all these different titles mm-hmm. and we haven't given ourselves any room to be who we are. Right. And so we just slide on in, right. you know, right. and fit where we fit. And it's not even authentic anymore. Mm-hmm. We're just doing it because... 
you know, there's an expectation for us to do it. Right. So, I, 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 you know, Reclaim Your Eve was about being authentic. And I know mm-hmm. some people are going to be like, well, Eve was the one that got us here in the first place for those biblical scholars out there. <laughs> you know, Eve was a lot of things, but she was a woman she first. She was a woman first. And she, she, was made, she was made with intention. She very and intentional. She didn't, and God didn't just have, women just bored. Right, exactly. She, she had a there purpose. There was a deliberate purpose. Yes. And so that is purpose. why, you know, um, my book cover looks the way it looks, yes. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so for those who don't want to see the book cover, it is on Amazon, mm-hmm. right? Under Supernaturally Made, Amazon.com. But I, um, you know, did this cover like this because mm-hmm. for me it was a vision of, of the garden, you know, as best as I could put it on a book cover. It's beautiful. And, um, you know, it was just about us mm-hmm. being in our wholeness, right? Mm-hmm. We don't get a chance to do that. What space right. allows you just to mm-hmm. show up like you? Mm-hmm. At work, you got to be somebody. At home, you got to be somebody. You even got to be somebody in your relationship with your That's man right. or your, your mm-hmm. partner or whatever. Mm-hmm. You got to be in relationship with your girlfriend because they want you to shift a mm-hmm. little bit. And so all that shifting causes mm-hmm. and creates, you know, inauthentic moments. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know. And so just and speaking of shifting, just the, the mind, the the mindset that some of us are learning to change in this process. And you touch on this, but you also provide services to help with this. So we, we go back to women, especially women working in nonprofit work, human yeah. services. You know, again, going back to that thought or that school of thought that, you know, we're here to serve, we're here to provide, we're not here to make money, we're not here to be wealthy. <laughs> you talk about a millionaire mindset. <laughs> you hear me laugh. Right. Oh, baby. Listen. You know? Listen. So mm-hmm. I'm going to get in the chapter, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that all mm-hmm. women, right? And for the brothers that are listening, let your girlfriend, your wife, mm-hmm. or whomever, mm-hmm. right? Let them listen to this podcast because they need it. So we're talking about chapter five. You're a supernatural investment. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, we talked about this earlier. Going into, you know, service-related professions, i.e. Mm-hmm. teachers, mm-hmm. right? Social work, mental health, counseling, mm-hmm. advisement, you know, education. Exactly. You know, the whole gambit of this service profession and and the message that you're not going to make money, mm-hmm. that we're just there in the community. Mm-hmm to serve mm-hmm. we're just at that organization to do this work you know and I, and I used to try to figure out why people had such disdain for right. case managers you know exactly. when we would go and knock on their door at home because they didn't see us doing nothing right. nothing that that was meaningful for them mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we were doing agency work we weren't right. doing people work right because we were doing people work it would look different and it would hold some value for them so I, I talk about you know this supernatural investment because i want all women to be six and seven figure treasures Absolutely. and know that it's possible even in this industry that we come out of mm-hmm. um and the reason why i know it's possible because i did it right you know right. um and nobody gave me the roadmap of the plan it was mm-hmm. it was something i had to figure out mm-hmm. but i share part of that in the book because the low millionaire mindset mm-hmm. is so prevalent mm-hmm. among us that go into the service industry because we go in because we want to help people and fix the world and right. you know and fix everybody up and mandate them and make it all good mm-hmm. well great yeah that's your movement but what about your money exactly right so i call women to own both right mm-hmm. money versus movement if you just stuck in your movement mm-hmm. of helping people working on people mm-hmm. fixing them up and doing all of this what about you exactly. if you want financial freedom if you want time freedom mm-hmm. if you want emotional freedom how do you get that when you're still operating under the confines mm-hmm. of casework exactly agency work 
That's why they call the agency work back mm-hmm. in Jane Adams and Selling House Day. They call it agency work, right? Because mm-hmm. we were working for whom? The agency. agency right. Mm-hmm. We weren't working for the people. Right. So let's 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 shift it. So if you are about people mm-hmm. and they're a part of your movement, how do you still get people to invest in themselves, mm-hmm. right? When they're coming to you wanting your help. Exactly. Help is free, as I said before. And the people that follow me on Facebook is Sonia Kennedy, right? We keep life real simple. You can just look look me up, mm-hmm. Sonia Kennedy. My book will be the first thing that you see mm-hmm. when you look me up on Facebook. But I have a post up there, Money Versus Movement. Because mm-hmm. I want people to be about their financial freedom. Absolutely. I want them to have a seven-figure treasure mindset, mm-hmm. right? And there are some things that I do talk about that a woman who has a seven-figure mind, uh, treasure mindset must implement. She has to be an investor, first mm-hmm. and foremost. Mm-hmm. Now, whether it's property, whether she's investing in... Um, some people start off in network marketing, mm-hmm. right? Whatever that is, or, or if it's a business, mm-hmm. or if it's just herself. Right. She has to be an investor. Absolutely. Because the way I see it, this is why this resonates with me, we spend all day pouring into other people, and Absolutely. we are planning to see to change their generational situation. I mean, you know, you could change the mom and then she gets off the system and yes. then her kids are better and then it, and it goes on. But what about our children? Absolutely. What about our family? So while we're while we're on the job, nine to five sometimes, yeah. nine to eight, all yep, day nine long, to eight, right. hours, exactly. while we're doing that, our kids are still suffering. So what yes. do we pass it down to them if we don't have this millionaire mindset? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think it's so important um, to promote this among mm-hmm. women. Um, to promote this among all women, not mm-hmm. just African American women, but I think you know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm gonna shift the energy a little bit because I started out talking about race, class, and, and identity. I think for African American women, you know, we're expected to go into service related industries. Mm-hmm. That's what's promoted primarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, great that there are more options now mm-hmm. for uh, you know young people to come out of school and choose, you know, different platforms and technology and science and engineering. But when those weren't available to mm-hmm. uh, to us as African-American women, because it wasn't available to me, mm-hmm. um, you chose from a service-oriented profession. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody told me I could go and be a marine biologist. Absolutely. Right, you know, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't on the platform, you know. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I call the women now that are still trying to figure out or they know they got a message to share. Mm-hmm. They got something that, you know, they want to offer the world, but they're not sure how to do it. Mm-hmm. Put themselves in a, in a, in a mindset of a seven-figure treasure earner right. to begin with. That means investing in yourself. That means going to those workshops. That means paying for those events. That means surrounding yourself mm-hmm. with some other super women Absolutely. who are doing what you want to do. Don't be like, I don't want to be around the people. They are. No, go. Right. They 10 steps ahead of you for a reason. They, exactly. they are trailblazers so you can walk right in their footprints. Exactly. You ain't even got to deviate mm-hmm. from the path they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're giving you the roadmap. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is walk in it and you too can be like them. What's the club? The, the ball head club. You too can be a member. Yeah. You <laughs> Yes, can be <laughs> right. You too, right? See, look, and I, I'm a prankster, but yeah, you too can remember. You can sit at the table. So many of us discount ourselves and right. won't sit at the table of greatness with other folks. Absolutely, sit at the table, pull up a chair, just be in reciprocity when you do it. Oh, wow. Don't show up looking for people just to pour into you, and you ain't giving nothing back, right. or you're not showing up with, without a. a you know, some type of reciprocation, and that's a part of you know yeah. having a, a seven figure treasure mindset, too, because mm-hmm. you got to add value right. for people to give you what they got, right? Right, and if Absolutely. you're not bringing nothing to the table, 
Yes. It's like going to somebody's house and everybody done brought a plate for everybody to eat and you just show up ready to eat. Right. What did you bring? <laughs> bring a cake, bring some pop, right. bring some cups, some napkins or Chip, something. Something, something right? right? Nobody wants you at their table if you are not adding value. It's very important. Yeah. It's very important. So that's a part of, you know, the, the, the rule books. But y'all got to get the book to get all of them. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> I have my copy. So you all. Well, you you got to get your own. You all better get this. You better learn by reclaiming your Eve. Okay. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. You, you have a new project um, mm-hmm. that you are preparing to launch. I'm so excited about it. Tell us more about that. Right. Um, and thank you so much. So, uh, Dr. Sonia got a lot going on. But this, this project. Um, around Daddyless Daughters mm-hmm. was very near and dear to me. Um, we'll be launching, the actual book will be available August the 11th, um, and we're going to do an event here in Chicago, actually, so I'm hoping you know that people will come out. Um, I post about it on my page, but at the same time, I want to extend that invite to your listeners. Um, and it is a different kind of book about Daddyless Daughters, so this is a anthology of a group of women who are entrepreneurs, mm. um, and they talk about you know, their relationship with their fathers or um, lack of relationships. So it's not a book that is, and, and I want to put this disclaimer out there, it's not a book um, demeaning mm-hmm. men. It's not attacking anybody. Mm-hmm. It is not one of those. It is simply showing um, snapshots of different women entrepreneurs who are successful um, and, and doing what they do to impact the world, but how you know, their relationship with their father either shaped, influenced, added value to the work that they currently do, mm-hmm. but also to heal mm-hmm. some of those relationships that are fragmented mm-hmm. or may not be happening even now as we see, you know, some of our younger women who didn't grow up with their mm-hmm. fathers or didn't have a solid relationship. So um, the Dear Daddy book is what we call it. The mm-hmm. Dear Daddy book is, you know, definitely one of, you know, passion, mm-hmm. is one of empowerment. Um, it's one of love, it's one of hope, it's one mm-hmm. of joy, right? It's one of re- reunification. Um, because I didn't grow up with my dad, you know. Okay. I have a relationship with him, but it's very fragmented. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be able to be able to say this in a space of, you know, confidence right. um, is very liberating, you know, mm-hmm. because I think that we get so wrapped up in our own stories about why didn't it happen right. that it holds us hostage mm-hmm. from doing the great work that we want to do. Mm-hmm. And so the book talks about, you know, these influences to mindset, right? You know, how the lack or the relationship, even if the father was present sometimes, mm-hmm. that it didn't have the bond that they expected and how that held them in a space of not being confident, not being sure, and how they had to overcome that and still build the relationship with their father. So it's not a book that is attacking men. It's actually calling men, Mm -hmm. you know, to the table and also recognizing the men that do participate, you know, with their daughters and in their lives and showing them that their value is there, showing them that we do need them in the room, Mm -hmm. showing them that we do need them in our space, you know, because they don't need no man. We Mm -hmm. need y'all. Absolutely. And, then, and, think, and, that's, and that's so important because I think there are a lot of fathers out there who they have bought into the hype that mm-hmm. they just didn't make the money and mm-hmm. put the food on the table. But mm-hmm. I, I think that they don't realize their value yeah. and how much it makes a difference. I yeah. mean, before we got into this, before we start recording, we were talking about how my father is a pastor. And, okay. you know, that that's who I... I mean, now he don't have a big church. He's always been just one of those storefront type of preachers that just mm-hmm. teach the Bible. But a lot of what I know comes from him. 
But, you know, it, it they, they go to work, they do their thing, and they don't sometimes think that, you know, 20 years from now, your daughter's going to be on a podcast saying, I know what I know because of you. Right. You know, so I think that's important <laughs> that, you know, you guys yeah. are bringing that. And that's so awesome. So you collaborated yeah. with other women Yes, this I project. collaborated with awesome. uh, some other women. Um, Deborah uh, Riceford uh, was the lead uh, author in this book. And, you know, when I saw it, I was like, you know what, yeah, I got to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so you're going to get a different, mm-hmm. you know, variation of stories. Stories. And so um, you got to get the book, right, to really get into it. Because we talk about business principles right. in the book yes. as well. We talk about, you know, how to let go, right? right? The healing process so that you can move and do your business. Mm-hmm. So that you can be a successful woman, CEO, and entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. Because I like to call myself the CEO trainer, right? <laughs> you want you want to be the clinician in your business or you want to be the CEO in your business. Now, you can be the clinician in your business and keep working and working and working, or you can be the CEO in your business and get the business to work for you. So we mm-hmm. talk about those mm-hmm. principles in the book as a part also of the seven-figure treasure mindset. So everything that I do is all related mm-hmm. around how we can be better at making that impact that we say we want right. from all different lanes, financial, emotional, and time freedom. Because that's what we always say, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Or I'm too tired, mm-hmm. right? Or I ain't got the money. Those would be the three things that women say why they don't start their business, right. why they don't go out and make the change or mm-hmm. do what they want to do. Those mm-hmm. are the three that come up. Right, right, absolutely. You know, that's true. <laughs> so we talk about all that in the book, that's you know, right. and that and that's something you'll hear me consistently talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, even in my program um, that I'm launching, Beyond the Couch. Right, from clinician to CEO and you know, the stuff they didn't teach you in school. It's another yeah. it's another word in there, but <laughs> for the sensitive ears out here, it is the stuff they didn't yeah. teach you in school because mm-hmm. they don't teach you this. No, they don't. The stuff I'm talking about they don't teach you this in they your don't. your work? No, they don't. They no. Don't. They don't. You know, and, and the thing is that, you know, that's why I go back to saying that this, your book, everything about you, your brand resonates with me, though, because it's hard to find people who are that honest and that transparent because we all do the work yeah. and we all um, are either most of us are afraid to step out because we don't know what that looks like yeah. or because, like you said, we weren't trained mm-hmm. to think outside of service brokenness Mm-mm. nine to five, nope. go home nope. and try to retire if you can. Yeah. And nowadays it's kind of questionable. You know, and so yeah. that's why what you're doing is so important. I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you. So as we wrap up the last few minutes, what advice would you give um, that, you know, briefly, because, you again, y'all, you got to buy the book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give to listeners who are at that stage right now and they're trying to figure out how do I transition from here? Besides buying the book, we know you, you all going to get the book. Um, but what, what, what little nugget can you offer, um, to try to encourage our our listeners? Right. And so, like, as I mentioned earlier, right, um, how you see yourself, you know, in your business is going to impact Mm -hmm. how you deliver your service. Mm -hmm. So I think for a lot of us that come out of the service industry, we have to think about the knowledge and the expertise and the value that's Mm -hmm. attached to that. Because a lot of people don't value what we do. And so when they're not valuable because we're looking for them to tell us it's okay, then we don't value. Mm -hmm. So I want to say, you know, know that your knowledge and expertise has value. You know, and I just told somebody this other day, your gift is of high value and it deserves compensation. Mm -hmm. Help is free. Service is not. Whether it's currency 
a non-currency. And when we hold people to that standard, we won't feel uncomfortable with asking people to invest in themselves. Because you want help from me, it's going to be time limited. Mm-hmm. It's going to be quick and dirty, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm going to get in and get out. You ask for help. Right. Now, if you said, Dr. Sonia, I want to work with you, that's a service. Right. Then it's an investment in you to show up, to do the things that you need to do, right? And, yeah, you're going to have to mm-hmm. invest in yourself financially to do what you got to do to move to the next level. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely just say, you know, take a look at the knowledge, expertise. Know that it has value, but you have to invest in yourself mm-hmm. You know, get a therapist, get a coach who can help you get to the next level. Yes, are you going to have to pay them since folks don't want to, you know, like what they mean by invest, since you're going to have to pay them, Mm -hmm. but get the people that are going to help you move to that next level. Right. Everybody should have one. Right. Everybody should. Dr. Sonia has a coach. Right. They always say the coach has a coach. (laughs) The coach has a coach. The The therapist has a therapist. Dr. Sonia has one. So I would not be able to sit here today and you know really talk to you in the way that I'm Mm -hmm. talking if I didn't know that I had worth and value that my knowledge was valuable to somebody Mm -hmm. they paid me a check for it so why wouldn't somebody else give me Mm -hmm. the same dollar amount for what I was getting paid when I was halfway served Mm -hmm. now I want to fully serve so here I am world right absolutely sounds good well I'm so thank you so much for coming in today so Again, guys, the book is Supernaturally Made, Reclaiming Your E, Volume 1. So more is down the pipeline. Tell us again how to find the copy of this. Sure. Uh, Supernaturally Made, Reclaiming Your E, Volume 1 is um, currently on Amazon.com. And so if you go to Amazon.com, type in Supernaturally Made, it will come up. There's an e-book version. So there's a Kindle book version um, as well as the hard copy. So... Now, the hard copy is on there for $20, so I'm going to make an offer for your listeners. The hard copy is on there for $20. Um, If you go to Frontline Bookstores, which is in Hyde Park, I don't have the exact address now, but Frontline Bookstores, they have the book in the store, okay, for $15. Well, guys, I'm going to make sure if you if you look at the description on this podcast episode, you will find the address for Frontline Books in Hyde Park. And so I'll make sure I provide that for you. So you guys make sure you head over there. Now, for to reach out to you, mm-hmm. how can our listeners contact you? Absolutely. And one other thing, too, sure. while you guys are reaching out, July 15th is the Soulful Chicago yes. Book Fair. It is coming up. Please have your listeners come out. It is the African-American book fair, just like Printer's Row, right? Mm-hmm. So we got our own book fair. Um, four blocks full of fiction, nonfiction, children's books. It's a family-oriented event, so you don't have to leave the babies. Um, and then they have a food truck festival going on right next to it. Wow. So it's fun for everybody. Come out and just say hello. Stop by my table. Come out and support some of the other authors. It's over 100 authors that are going to be there. So you can also come and get the book then, and I'm going to have a special there. But they can find me under Sonia S O N I A Kennedy at on Facebook. All you know, just basic, no doctor in front, Sonia Kennedy, or they can go to my business page, which is Empowering Wellness Three Sixty on Facebook. Um, they can also drop me. I love personal requests. They can drop me a line at Sonia Kennedy S O N I A Kennedy K E N N E D Y the number one at AOL.com. No, I don't have no fancy email address, right? Because I want to talk to you. 
I, I definitely want to talk to you. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Yoga Body, and that's B O D H I three sixty, because that's where I drop a lot of my nuggets yes. at on my Instagram page. Um, so definitely reach out to me. I love sharing. Um, I want to know what everybody's doing. And if you got a copy of my book, if you actually go and get a copy of my book, I'll have an even bigger offer because I'm offering scholarships to come into my program and to work with women entrepreneurs who want to get their business either started, up level, or launched. I will offer scholarships for them to come and work with me in my VIP program. See, there you have it, family. <laughs> that That is a lot to offer. I am so excited. Thank you so much, Dr. Sonia, for coming in today. Um, this has really been helpful for me because, again, I if you didn't catch the beginning, we were having a good time before I hit record. And so I really appreciate you. I mean, the energy is always just wonderful when I'm around you. And, you know, you mm-hmm. can tell that this is a woman who really believes in what she's doing and she's here to serve, she's here to help. But listen, it's a mindset shift, family. So understand that. And many yes. of you can really relate to that so and I'm learning more about investing in myself as well and so this conversation has been so helpful I'm learning a lot today so again thank you so much for your time I know you're busy and you took some time (laughs) out of your day to come in and sit with me Um, but you guys thank you again for listening please subscribe to Confessions of a Melanated Queen um, the podcast either on your um, iPhone under the app or if you have a uh, Android if you're an Android user you can subscribe through Anchor or one of your favorite um, uh, media outlets if you have not already bought the book please head over to confessionsofmeladyqueen.com and buy your book and also if you have a confession to make yes we want to hear from you please yes. also go to the website and click under menu and go to i have a confession okay so as always it's been fun family you take care can't wait to talk to you next time bye bye thank you for listening to confessions of a melanated queen Follow Dr. Meeks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dr. Lauren Meeks. If you have a confession, visit confessionsofamelanatedqueen.com and share your story. Peace and love.